This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Anthony Fury and for Alex Pearson, Canada Post, when's the last time you made a walk out to the mailbox and put the letter in the mailbox, sent it off for delivery. The kids and I went to the mailbox nearby to send a letter to Santa Claus. And that program is supported by Canada Post employees. I believe they do it with volunteer hours to to make sure Santa gets the letter and then they facilitate a return letter to the kids. And my kids got the return letter from Santa. So I, I really appreciate uh, the Canada Post employees doing that sort of stuff. And that 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 program's been going for years. Uh, amazing that they they put their volunteer hours in for that. In terms of the core business stuff, though, the Canada Post decline continues because I do the Santa letter every year. I guess I do send the Christmas cards over to the family in England, but otherwise we're just not doing a lot of that stuff now. So how are they surviving? Well, they are asking themselves that every day, and now they are selling off different pieces of themselves to to save money, including selling off their IT and logistics departments, which are actually entirely different business divisions. Last week, Canada Post announced it's going to sell its in-house IT business called Innova Post to Deloitte Canada. So as part of the deal, Canada Post will maintain a leadership team there, but most of Innova Post's 750-person workforce is absorbed by Deloitte. This also leaves me wondering, if you have like a division that can be so easily privatized, why were you doing it in the first place under Crown Corporation? Shouldn't have just been a private business in the first place. Wasn't it a distraction from your core priorities? What on earth is going on with Canada Post? Well, that is a question that our guest has reflected on quite a lot and done a lot of studies on. Professor Ian Lee with the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University knows a lot about Canada Post, and he joins us now. Ian, always great to speak with you, sir. My pleasure, Anthony. What's going on with Canada Post? Are these moves going to at least pause the decline? Are they going to find the sweet spot now to sustainability? No. Um and, and let me very, very, be very clear, because there's probably people listening that work there and say, I hate Canada Post or something silly. And some people send me emails saying, you hate unions. I am unionized. This is not about unions. This is not about that. It's about data and evidence. I did an 850-page PhD thesis on Canada Post, defended it in 1989. And then in 2015, for McDonald Laurie Institute, I did an update called, Is the Check Still in the Mail?, and I concluded, no, it's not. It's declining. So what I did is I used the audited annual reports. These aren't conspiracies. These aren't opinions from some strange website. This is the audit required by law of the post office. And I went from 2006 to the present. I did it from 2006 to 2015 for, for McDonald Laurie Institute. And just this last week or two, I did it from 2015 to the present. Canada Post is vanishing before our eyes because their core business are letters. Now, when I say letters, I don't just mean writing to grandmama. Uh, letters can be your visa statement, your hydro bill statement, your natural gas, uh, your Enbridge bill gas. Guess what? They're not mailing those statements anymore. Banks don't mail statements anymore. As we all know listening, we download it from the website of the company that issues it. We do our banking online. 
And young people, and I've been teaching young people for 37 years in the classroom. I even meant when I mentioned Gantt Post, they just start to laugh mm. because they don't use it. So what's my point? They have lost, they used to, in 2006, the, uh, deliver uh, five and a half billion pieces of so-called letter or transactional mail every year. That was their bread and butter, by the way. 50% profit margin, according to the Blue Ribbon panel that studied Canada Post in 2015. The letter mail, transactional mail, very, very uh, um, profitable. This is their core business that they have been delivering for 200 years. That was who they are. That's, you know, Canada Post. It's a letter company, right? And so what's happened is their very core business is collapsing under their feet at the rate of 6 to 8% per year. They're now down to just under around $2 billion pieces a year from five and a half billion and they're declining steadily at six to eight percent a year and i'm predicting that as the older generation that still is attached to the post office the elderly people as they pass away and young people are 100 percent digitized on their iphones and their samsung's and their you know smartphones the demand's going to accelerate the collapse is going to accelerate so instead of it being 6 to 8% decline a year it's going to go to 10 to 15% i'm predicting i'm predicting that by 2030 which is only 6 years away essentially there'll be no letter mail left in canada so then that raises a very interesting question because by law by law act of parliament they're required to go to every address in canada 16 million addresses 5 days a week 52 weeks a year in the Globe and Mail op-ed that I wrote, and pub- they published it uh, in 2019, I referenced and made reference to a phenomenon that's occurring or that's emerging, and I called it a Potemkin post office, referring to Potemkin villages in Russia that were fake villages that were created with a facade to impress the emperor when he went there to show that the, pro- the village was prospering. And it's become a phrase in the English language for a fake front, a fake facade. Right. We are uh, approaching a Potemkin post office where we have 50,000 hardworking people, for sure, I'm not slamming Cup W, marching down the streets of Canada 52 weeks a year, going to mailboxes with nothing to deliver. So what do we do, Ian? And I take your point that there's, this is not about being anti-union or what have you, and we wish everyone well with good jobs and so forth, yes. but if there just ain't no product, you know, and normally you got the widget store, nobody's buying widgets anymore, so you shut down the widget store. Exactly. I mean, I, I feel like winding this thing down um, is is the only viable thing, increasingly so. I have, uh, I suggested in the 2015, the only uh, uh, salvation or hope or whatever you want to call it, possibility, uh, strategy, uh, facing Canada Post was to reinvent themselves as a, a partner, uh, an important, uh, necessary partner of e-commerce, because e-commerce in 2015 was exploding. It was been exploding for since the late 90s. That's what the genius of Jeff Bezos was. Jeff, Be- let me just sidetrack for one moment, because this is really important. Back when Jeff Bezos created Amazon in 1995, right after the first commercial browser was invented, I thought, my God, this guy's a genius. He understood what most people didn't. They said, oh, he's just forming a bookstore online. Who cares? Big deal, a bookstore online. Jeff Bezos understood that this was going to revolutionize retailing. Anything informational can be digitized. And if people don't understand what I'm saying, anything that's got information on it, a legal document, medical records, government records, student grades. Yeah, they're on a piece of an airplane ticket, a bank statement, a video cassette, a movie. A newspaper, a magazine can be digitized. And so you say, so what? Who cares? 
Electricity travels at the speed of light, which is 300,000 kilometers a second. No postal truck or car or plane in the world can travel at 300,000 kilometers a second. It can only go at 60 or 100 kilometers an hour. In other words, electronic communication always trumps physical transmission. And so what I argue is that the new post office is broadband. And the government of Canada, CRTC, has the records. I went and downloaded it. 91% of Canadians today, as I speak, have broadband. Well, broadband is the new post office. So then what can the post office do? In other words, the, the broadband, and, and by the way, their goal is to be at 100% because of government subsidies in remote communities, the rural north, uh, indigenous communities, and so forth. And yeah, they're going to get there. Okay. So now you've got a, something that can tr- communicate information at 300,000. <laughs> it's instantaneous. Ian, what's the, I, I got to let you go in a minute. So what's the timeline on this? They've when are we going to do this? themselves as a parcel post partner. The problem is very quickly, and I got the costs on this in the last two weeks. Their their costs are out of line. Um, Canada Post is fifty to sixty dollars an hour per truck. Now that's the mm. worker and the truck and the fuel. Federal Express is around forty bucks. But these new gig, and I'm sure you've ordered from e-commerce. I have. Okay, Anthony. Once or twice or a thousand times in the past exactly. year or two. And you've got these little companies called Intel, and they're gig workers in their own car. Right, their right. costs are around 20 to 30 an hour, and Canada Post is at 60. There you so go. If Canada Post wants to reinvent itself, it's got to confront its completely uncompetitive cost structure. So the future is in parcels, if at all, but then they've got huge problems because they've got to reinvent and restructure their entire workforce at Canada Post. All right. We'll see how that proceeds. Professor Ian Lee, you know, I, and you did the PhD on this back uh, many years ago. In a Raymond Chandler novel, they'd call you the man who knew too much. Because <laughs> you, you know it all about Canada Post and you know why it has to go the direction it has to go. Ian Lee, Sprott School of Business, Carleton University. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thanks very much. All right.